Itasca Sawn Air presents CX Plus U. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to Task Us On Air. I'm Jackie Leinberger, Director of FinTech. And welcome to CX Plus U, the most ridiculously refreshing podcast on all things outsourcing. Today, we are joined by our experts, Pragya Agarwal, uh, who's VP of Risk and Response, and Sharika Nagpal, who's Senior Director of Risk and Response. These two are the Task Us resident experts when it comes to all things fraud and transaction monitoring. Today, we're focused on the world of finance and more specifically, AML and KYC. What is that, you ask? Anti-money laundering and know your customer. Pragya and Sharika, why don't you give a quick uh, introduction and maybe we can start diving into these topics. Hi, everyone. I'm Pragya, a VP of Risk and Response at Taskas, which is our financial crime compliance practice. Um, I've been in the space and industry for two decades now and happy to be here and share my thoughts on this very interesting topic. Hi, everyone. This is Sureka. Uh, thank you, Kyle and Jackie, for hosting us. I really look forward to the discussion today. I have about, I'm a senior director at the Risk and Response team. Uh, I'm CAM certified. I have about 20 years of work experience overall uh, in financial crime operations, uh, project management, and, and business excellence. So looking forward to this, you know, juicy discussion today. What is AML and KYC? Okay, okay. So what what is it, right? Both these terms, AML and KYC, sound like a like an alphabetical mishmash or like a tongue twister of sorts. But they're essentially uh, the lock and key to the world of secure finance. So think of it as, you know, a detective series where AML is like the Sherlock Holmes of tracking suspicious transactions, hunting down the money trail. And KYC is really, you know, the Watson who verifies the identity of each player to know who is behind this financial mask. So essentially, both are indispensable safeguards for transparent and secure financial systems. Right? Both AML and KYC are policies that are governed by regulatory bodies around the world that establish the guidelines and rules to ensure that you know, financial institutions implement an effective AML and KYC policy and procedures. These regulations can be really vast and varied based on jurisdictions, countries, the kind of products and services that are offered. So it's important to understand what are the rules and where do they apply. Then appointing a compliance officer, I think this becomes very important uh, to designate an individual or a team that uh, that ensures that you know there's adherence to these regulations. Then conducting due diligence, depending on what the risk rating of a particular customer type or a set of customers is. This involves like verifying uh, the identity of customers, assessing the nature of business and understanding the source of their funds and source of their wealth. Another very important aspect is record keeping, where, you know, we uh, where every financial institution strives to maintain accurate and up-to-date records for ready access for regulators. You don't want to get into trouble with regulators when they come into an audit and you don't have records in place. So this becomes very, very important. Uh, another important aspect is reporting suspicious activities. Now, this could be by way of suspicious activity reports or similar, similar reports 
depending on the jurisdiction. So continuously monitoring customer relationships and transactions to detect any anomalies, any changes in behavior or risk profile that could indicate any potential money laundering or any other illicit activities becomes very, very key, uh, becomes a very, very key component of, uh, you know, uh, AML and KYC policies as well. So, so thanks. Thanks, Pragya. I think you've given a high level flavor of, you know, what anti-money laundering is all about and also what is KYC and why is it so, so critical, uh, you know, in today's world. Uh, these AML practices, I think, as you rightly mentioned, are required wherever there are financial transactions involved, you know, be it banks, be it fintechs, BNPLs, cryptocurrency exchanges, gaming platforms, healthcare, travel platforms, you name it. And, you know, wherever there's financial transactions, you need AML and KYC right there. Now, you know, talking about regulations specifically, you know, so regulations may vary by geographies, but one of the main, uh, you know, body which really puts together the global guidelines for the exact AML regulations across the world is the Financial Action Task Force. This body plays a pivotal role in fighting money laundering globally. Uh, and one of the most recent regulations have been the Anti-Money Laundering Act of 2020 and the Corporate Transparency Act, which was again passed in 2020. There are three main stages of money laundering. There's placement, there's layering and integration. So as part of placement, really, it's the process in which the illegal funds are, you know, are introduced into the financial system. So that's the entry point, really. Then moving on to layering, that's the process of moving illegal funds through a series of transactions to disguise the actual source of funds. So the, you know, they may want to hide the actual source of funds. That's why the layering is done. And then comes integration, which is the process of really returning the funds to the criminal in a manner that it appears to be a legal transaction. So that's what, you know, those are the primary stages of money laundering. And talking about now anti-money laundering practices, these have to be designed in a manner that malpractices are caught at any or all of these stages, which involves constant monitoring of transactions through alerts. Now, any behavior in a particular account that seems different or from the standard, you know, so there may be a standard pattern of transactions that a particular account goes through. And if there is something that is, is different from the normal transactions, typically an alert is generated. Now, that's, that's how the process of transaction monitoring really goes through. And that's how the anti-money laundering practices are put in place. So th these alerts are then investigated more, morely, but mostly by humans to see if that suspicious activity is actually true or whether it's a false positive. Now, depending on what the conclusions of the investigations is, it could be found that there is a genuine suspicious activity happening, in which case the compliance function then looks at reporting those activities out to authorities. For instance, it could be the FinCEN or the NCA for UK. Now, this monitoring really has to be an ongoing activity. So there has to be constant watching out for alerts, checking the alerts, and reporting out any suspicious activity. Next question is, what are the components of KYC and how do the KYC processes get operationalized? 
to form a very comprehensive framework. There are multiple components that collectively help form that comprehensive framework for verifying, you know, the identities of customers, assessing their risk, and preventing financial institutions from being unwittingly involved in any illicit activities. It's important that we understand the specific requirements and processes, which will vary depending on the industry, the jurisdiction, and the type of customers being onboarded. So uh, what's foundational is what we call a CIP, which is a customer identification program. This is really the foundational or the initial step where you know any institution collects factual and basic information from a customer, like the demographics, like the name, date of birth, their address, their uh, national ID numbers, like an SSN, passport details, etc. Then, you know, another key component is risk assessment, where, you know, any financial institutions would need to assess the risk associated with all their uh, different types of customers. So a low-risk customer might need minimal ongoing monitoring, while high-risk customers will require more frequent reviews, more stringent checks, and more frequent monitoring as well. Then there's something called CDD, which is customer due diligence, which involves slightly more in-depth investigation into the customer's background and risk profile as well, where you're looking at, you know, understanding the customer's source of funds, their occupation, the nature of business, etc. Then the highest level of check or due diligence is what we call EDD, which is enhanced due diligence. This is even more comprehensive than the others I just mentioned, and it is typically used for your high-risk customers. It involves uh, gathering a lot of additional information and conducting further research to fully understand the customer's profile and their business activities as well. Uh, another aspect and very, very important is your ongoing monitoring that keeps that involves, you know, keeping an eye on your customer transactions to constantly identify any unusual or uh, sus suspicious activities. And if something seems off, institutions have an obligation to investigate and report it as per, you know, the regulatory requirements that apply to them. Uh, what, what is another key component is sanctions and PEP, which is politically exposed person screening. So financial institutions are again, you know, obligated or required to screen their customers against listed sanctioned individuals, entities, and politically exposed people to ensure that they're not doing business with any, you know, entities that they're not supposed to be doing business with. Then transaction monitoring, another key component involves monitoring customer transactions in real time to detect patterns of any activity that could be indicative of money laundering, fraud, or any sort of uh, financial crime as well. Training and reporting, right? I think that's a big, important aspect too, where, you know, staff members or employees of a financial institution are required to be trained periodically and made to keep abreast with the latest trends in the financial crime world. Uh, they need to be, you know, they need to be able to recognize red flags and report suspicious activity as well to, you know, their seniors or appropriate authorities as well. We'll go ahead and round out this episode with one final question. Sarika, I'm going to ask you this one. Just overall, what are some of the main challenges that we're seeing and then the opportunities that you're seeing when it comes to AML and KYC? Thanks. Uh, thanks, Jackie, for the question. I think it's a very important question. So, you know, I think one of the main challenges for AML officers today is that 
money laundering really can occur at any point in the financial system you know it could be it could be a small local bank where a transaction is happening or it could be a multinational corporation where a transaction is happening uh, it, it can involve multiple transactions and these could be across different countries different jurisdictions some of them high risk some of them low risk uh, making it sometimes very difficult to track and trace these transactions also because of the plethora of transactions that take place every single second across the world you know it does become hard to distinguish sometimes between what's legitimate and what's an illicit transaction so so that's the complexity that the compliance uh, teams are really struggling with uh, and also you know as as the technology is evolving bad actors are also becoming increasingly competent they're becoming smarter they're devising new methods to outsmart the system figuring out loopholes um, and you know trying to see how they could you know make make use of loopholes now one of the other big challenges today is the fact that it's a fine balancing act that the fintechs or financial institutions out there need to play it out uh, you know compliance requirements can sometimes be seen as a hindrance to business operations right for example you know increased due diligence processes they you know especially for high risk customers they can result in longer processing times which may impact customer satisfaction all of us as customers do not want a long waiting time and which is why sometimes it's tough for you know companies to do that fine balancing act between prioritizing compliance or you know looking at customer experience and maximizing customer experience um, also now coming to the next part of your question which talks about what is it that is a big opportunity and i think one of the biggest opportunity really out there today is the fact that you know there is there is technology to leverage uh, the fact that the transactions have increased we've also got new technology we've got a lot more data out there that can help us create models that can help us create uh, synthetic data which can be used to model new scenarios and really you know look at newer methods to prevent fraud now ai and machine learning all of us know that they are really redefining the anti money laundering uh, especially the technology can help us generate some rule based alerts and then we can have humans intervene to really look at uh, you know seeing whether those alerts are true and really coming to final conclusion so the hybrid model can really work very very effectively and so in a nutshell really i would say new technology can help improve speed quality and efficiency of measures to combat money laundering and terrorist financing so we need to really go out there and leverage the technology and make and make the best possible use of it which will help us overcome some of the challenges that we are currently seeing out there as well Jackie I think that's a, a wrap on episode 1 um thank you so much to all of our listeners for tuning in today to this episode of CX plus you uh if you enjoyed this episode please follow us on Spotify to catch the next one uh you can also discover much more about task us by visiting our website at www.taskus.com and please follow us on our social media channels uh including LinkedIn Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Till then, this is Jackie Weinberger and Kyle Bodeglier saying have a ridiculously good day.